and welcome back to the Stories of Hope podcast, hosted by me, Will Orridge, from NLive Radio. In this series of podcast episodes, you'll hear from members connected with the Hope Centre in one way or another, and they will share their great stories with us. We have been exploring homelessness, and since it's the Hope Centre's 50th birthday this year, we've created this podcast series to look deeper into the issue with their support. And with no further ado, let's pass on to the Hope Centre's Kyra Williams. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to be talking to Pete, who's sitting here with me now. Um, And we're going to be talking about his experience of homelessness and of our temporary night shelter. Just for a little bit of context, you know, at the Hope Centre, we have a homeless centre where anyone who's over 18 who's experiencing homelessness can come and register for support. But we don't actually have facilities to provide accommodation. We've got, you know, people here to find out what the root cause of someone's homelessness is, um, sit with them, you know, work out how we can best help them back into secure accommodation. Um, But that does mean, you know, when it's absolutely freezing, the best we can do is make sure someone has a hot meal in their tummy, they've got warm blankets, they've got warm clothes, they're as safe as they possibly can be, but then they have to go back outside and sleep on the streets and hope that they come back safe in the morning. But towards the end of last year, which was 2023, we managed to open a temporary night shelter. So one of the reasons I'm talking about the night shelter is because Pete was one of our first residents and he's sitting with me now and I think it's best if you know he explains the story in his own words really. Um, my name's Pete, I've been homeless since like the 5th of December, um, been on the streets for a good month. It, it was very difficult, um, I've, I've never, I'm, I'm 66 years of age, yeah, um, I've never been homeless, it's always been, I've lived with my parents, I've um, I was married, got divorced, um, where I used to work, my boss had a house and we got it at a discount price because we worked for her, but um, I moved out because I thought it was better and it wasn't. What was the first night like on the streets? First night I stayed at St Giles' Church, I didn't have no duvet, no blankets, no sleeping bag, nothing felt so lonely and it went down to about I think about minus one which weren't too bad but uh, I spent a couple of nights at St George's Church like that <clears throat> then you, then somebody um, got me into the Hope Centre referred me so I went, I went through the process the staff are very helpful they bend over backwards for you um, went down to council, they put me on the list, but their hands are tied with government's cutbacks and whatever, so they tried to help. People help you out for food wise, which I, I, I did. <coughs> that was a big eye opener because I didn't realise people did that to help people. Yeah, that's a big eye opener. And there's a few people who got. Um, supply sleeping bags, a sit, sit down hot meal at St James's Church, that's twice a week. But every, everything is, I've met a lot of friends on the streets as well. So what was the most difficult thing for you while you were rough sleeping? People look down to you, they think you're scum. Now, it's not everybody, but there's a hell of a lot of people, because you're homeless, 
He just walked past you. You, you, you say, I'm, I'm, I'm never begged in my life, so I wouldn't do that, plus it's illegal. Okay? I don't ask for money. If people want to give it, that's up to them. You know? I, a lot of people in, in Northampton or wherever you go, because you're homeless, they think you're on crack or drugs all the time. It's not the case. I have never touched drugs in my life. So, you know, at Hope we don't have a permanent night shelter. Um, so, you know, as I explained, we are able to help people back into secure accommodation, but usually only able to make sure people have got a hot meal and warm clothing and blankets before we close for the night. Um, so I understand you're one of the first people to use the night shelter. So, you know, for listeners, you know, what was this like? You don't have to go to, when you go to the night shelter, you go in, you register, you, they, they give you uh, um, like a, a bed, it's like a camp bed, like, like, the, like the army use sort of thing. Um, they give you a nice hot drink, Yes, you've got to rules and whatever. But as soon as you, you're in that room, you don't have to worry about your stuff because it's quite safe. You don't have to... Um, I used to sleep with my eyes open when I used to be on the streets. There, as soon as you enter that pillar, you're safe. You don't have to worry about anything because you've got the staff on duty looking after your stuff. You, you've got not, you haven't got people when you're on the streets. It's usually the students are the worst. I know it's not their fault or whatever, but they get three parts half. Oh, he's homeless. Let's urinate on him or. Let's let's beat the the crap out of him. But with so you have to sleep with one eye one eye open so you don't get much sleep. Whereas in the shelter, soon as soon as you soon as you go to sleep, that's it. Until seven o'clock in the morning, you, if you want to get up to the toilet, you go to the toilet. Yes, the security guard or the security security person on duty will go outside and make sure you don't have a fag in the, in, in the building, which is fair enough, because it's illegal. Or you don't, or if you're on drugs or whatever, you don't take anything, but it, it just leads you to it. So do you think having somewhere to safe to sleep these last few weeks has helped you into secure accommodation? Because, you know, I know now that you've found somewhere to, to stay, that you've got a room. So has the night shelter helped you to achieve this? It has helped, yes. Um, um, it, instead of, like, as I say, sleeping on the streets, you feel a bit dirty, sort of, well, uncomfortable. Um, well, where, where, I mean, there's me and a uh, couple of friends, we sat in the doorway, but we made sure, as soon as we got up, before the staff arrived, we made sure that everything was tidy. So they could just open the shop, uh, but with, with the um, night shower, you don't have to worry about that. So as long as it's all tidy, and uh, they get cleaners in, whatever. But yeah, it's 
having a good night's kip and the staff are friendly and very helpful. So you're just about to move into a room and have been helped to find somewhere to stay, is that right? Wednesday, which I believe was the 24th, um, I viewed our house at Louise Road and they've offered me a place to stay. At the moment it's, um, it's not as a permanent, but until the council or whatever <coughs> facilities are available, um, I will be staying there, which is great news. It's, it's, it's a single bed, there's, there's no curfews. Um, I can come and go, I've, I've been told I can come and go as I please, as long as I'm quiet, which I, which I respect as a people's privacy and whatever, so that will be a priority. Um, I'm moving in at 12 o'clock today, so I'm looking forward to it. So the Homeless Centre itself at Hope is a space open to anyone over 18 facing homelessness. So can you describe what this is like and how it's helped you? They, the Homeless Centre, as soon as you go in, all the staff say hello in the mornings. How, how do you sleep? They're all concerned about every person that goes in there. Um, Margot on the front. She just um, lets, lets you in well it's, it's always always friendly smile on the face, whatever. Yeah, you, you, you get some idiots go in there and start between themselves. But the staff are very professional and whatever, they just try and calm it down. If it gets out of hand too much, you're excluded. But it, they're all friendly and very, very helpful. To, uh, they, they put me through to the council, yourselves, and you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't really praise them that. I don't want to praise them too high because it get all big-headed and whatever, so. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, you, you've all been, the whole staff, all the way, all the way through, what you, what you do as well, it's great. But please don't ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, Pete. I promise you've done so much. If if you're homeless and whatever, just ask. Please just ask. I I I had I had no clue until somebody told me about it. But if you're ever in a situation like I was, please ask. There is a lot of help out there. Thank you very much for Pete for coming onto the podcast there. Very, very honest. Really, really appreciated. And thank you to Kyra for conducting the interview too. This is the second episode of the podcast. If you missed the first one, be sure to listen back wherever you listen to your podcasts. You have a new podcast episode at the end of every month and hear from people connected with the Hope Centre. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have enjoyed it, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And once again, thank you for listening. This has been a production by NLive Radio.